It's Thursday, September 25, 2014. China's first ever pledge to cap emissions. As Green News reports, special Climate Week coverage continues. We're not getting anywhere near tackling this problem. Environmental experts say we're just not doing enough. The thing is, we don't have to choose between a healthy environment in a healthy economy. Administration officials make the economic case for climate action. And so we're now the largest private owner of a solar farm in the nation, maybe maybe in the world. And corporate titans step up to the challenge. All of that stepping up and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. It's not about affecting the global temperature and climate change. There's public comments out there that that question has been asked and answered saying no. You should look at the the scientific literature rather than the public comments. (laughs) With all due respect, Representative Bouchon, I suggest you get the Journal of Applied Meteorology and Climatology as opposed to the YouTube comment feed of Obama Lies 1776. This is your Green News Report. I didn't know we'd be talking to an actual scientist. <laughs> Okay, Desi Doyen, it has been a very big week for the climate, at least it was supposed to be before all the bombing began in other countries. But nonetheless, has there been a lot of attention in the media, finally, to the concerns of global warming and climate change? Uh, There has been a little bit of attention, but not nearly enough. There was a big breakthrough at the special UN Climate Summit this week. It came from China, which is facing unrest at home over record pollution. For the first time ever, China has pledged that they will cap their emissions and have them peak and then begin falling, quote, as early as possible, maybe even as soon as 2020. That's a really big deal. That is a big deal, although I suspect it won't stop the Republican talking points that China is doing nothing. Let me remind listeners, no matter what China does, person for person, the U.S. is still the largest emitter of greenhouse gas pollution in the world. United Nations delegates praised the Special Climate Summit for building trust between nations in preparation for treaty negotiations next year. And there was some progress, like new funding and technology to assist poor nations to adapt to climate change and stronger mechanisms to end deforestation. But environmental groups noted correctly that the current country pledges to cut emissions are still not enough to prevent global temperatures from rising more than the agreed-upon 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. Pledges just don't cut it, says Peter Galvin, founder of the Center for Biological Diversity on MSNBC. Well, we should be looking for specific binding emissions cuts from different countries. And right now we don't have that. We have uh, vague, vague words. Uh, You know, the European countries are a bit skeptical of committing to additional uh, carbon reductions until the U.S. does. And so it's really critical that the U.S. actually lead on this issue. And yeah, climate journalist, expert turned advocate Bill McKibben said something very similar. We're not getting anywhere near tackling this problem. And the kind of things the president was talking about today were were pretty small potatoes. And now U.S. cabinet members have fanned out this week to make the economic case for climate action in the U.S. Here's Secretary of State John Kerry. It doesn't cost more to deal with climate change. It costs more to ignore it. Treasury Secretary Jack Lew. If we fail to make changes now, 
It will be much more costly to deal with the problem later. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Gina McCarthy also focused on the economic costs of climate change. The thing is we don't have to choose between a healthy environment in a healthy economy. Well, the administration officials were on message this week on that score, and that's all well and good for those big government officials. But what about the guy on the ground? What about the private businessmen? What about the guy who has to answer to shareholders and make a profit? Here's Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, talking about exactly that. So we're now the largest private owner of a solar farm in the nation, maybe, maybe in the world. And so now, if you look at our corporate uh, facilities, we're at 94% renewable. And we're, we're chipping away at trying to, to get the last 6%. And it's, it's just, it's great for the environment. And by the way, it's also good for economics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's both. Oh, uh, never mind then. And it's good for both the private and the public sectors, as EPA Administrator Gina McCarthy pointed out. Since President Obama took office, wind energy has tripled and solar has grown tenfold. That's thousands of jobs that cannot be shipped overseas. Right. But if they cannot be shipped overseas, then American corporations won't be able to increase their profits. And, of course, isn't that what all of the climate denial in this country is all about? Actually, it's all about protecting the profits of just one sector, the fossil fuel industry. For much more on that one sector and how they are screwing over your planet, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help the Green News Report stay on your public airwaves. You can find us and follow us on the Facebook and the Twitters at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.